Welcome back to the Leading Yourself podcast. I'm so excited for today's podcast episode. We're bringing the second episode of the Leading Your Career series. This is a new section that we're adding to the Leading Yourself podcast. You know, when I created the podcast, I had this vision that I would be talking about personal growth, leadership, and career development topics. And I feel like I've been focused a lot on personal growth topics and neglecting the career development piece a little bit. So we're adding a new section to the podcast where we're going to be talking about leading your career. If you miss that first episode of the series, I really, really recommend that you go back and listen to that. I defined what does it mean to design, build, and drive your career. I share eight ways that you can take the driver's seat of your career. And today, we're going deeper into the first thing that I mentioned on that episode, which is gaining clarity on what your career looks like. Gaining clarity on what you want to be when you grow up. So let's dig in into today's podcast episode. Welcome to the Leading Yourself podcast. This is your host, Carolina de Arriba. I'm an HR professional, health and fitness coach, wife, mom, and above all things, a goal getter. In this podcast, we're going to be digging into all things leadership, professional and career development, habits, and relationships. This is a podcast for those who want to become the best version of themselves. Those who have big dreams and are willing to embrace the journey and put in the work to achieve them. My goal is to share with you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you in your journey. So let's dig in into today's episode. Okay, I'm so excited to be doing the second episode of this Leading Your Career series, this new section of the Leading Yourself podcast. When this podcast was born, my vision was that I was going to be able to speak about personal development topics, uh, which are one of my favorite things to talk in the world, leadership development and career development topics. And I realized that the career development aspect I have neglected a little bit. So I want to bring that back and forefront in our podcast. And once in a while, I'm going to be doing this leading your career episodes where I'm going to be sharing with you some tips to take that driver's seat of your career, not only the driver's seat, but to design, to build and to drive your career. And once in a while, I will have special guests coming and sharing their perspectives with you as well. Today, it's only me, and what I like to do is to go deeper into the very first tip that I shared on the last episode of Leading Your Career, and that is gaining clarity. Basically, answering the question, what do I want to be when I grow up? Have anyone asked you that question along your career? Regardless at what point in your career you are, uh, or your life you are? I think that is a worthwhile question to ask ourselves because there's always an older version of us. There's always a version of us that we can evolve into. And why not ask the ourselves our, this question? Again, no matter in what stage of your career you find yourself. 
So what I want to do is to share with you some questions that you can ask yourself to guide that thought process, that self-reflection, to help you figure out really what is that you want in your career. Because here's the thing, like, like we were talking on the previous episode, unless you're clear on what you want, you're not going to get there. Yes, some people, coincidence of the life might get to a point that it's even better than what they could have ever imagined in their career. But even in those cases, there is some intentionality behind planning the steps of their career. So the first thing I want to ask you is, are you really designing your career or are you waiting for someone to design it for you? See, when you are gaining clarity on what you want, basically what you're doing is designing your career. You're visualizing what your career would look like. What do you want it to look like? And I find in all the years that I've been working in human resources that a lot of people don't take the time to think about this. They're just waiting for someone else to tell them what their career should look like. And I think that is one of the biggest mistakes that anyone can make in their career. We should be intentional in our career just like we should in life. At the end of the day, we spend more time at work than we probably do in any other area of our lives. Think about it. If I think about a typical day, I probably spend more time at work than I do with my family or do I do with my hobbies. And I bet is the same for you. So if we're going to invest that amount of time in our careers, let's be intentional about how we go about it. So here is how I personally go about designing my career. And this is something that I have perfected over the years. But from the very beginning, since I started my career, I decided that I wanted to be very intentional. And I remember graduating from college and I had a vision of exactly what I wanted to be and to become and to achieve and by when. I was the typical description of your millennial, right? By age 30, I want to be this. And by 40, I want to be that and so on. Um, That has changed over the years. And I think as we go through different stages of life, we evolve. And so should our career. But I think at the core of it is having that desire to have clarity around what we want, not only to achieve, but also become, is very, very important. So let me share with you a few things that I think can help you gain that clarity. Because here's the thing, I know there might be people listening that when I think about having a career plan, they're like, gosh, I don't even know what I want to do when I grow up. And I'm not talking only about those that are graduating from school right now, but people at all stages of their career, right? I think uh, because we don't make the time to think through these things, we try to just put a plan. But if we don't have a destination, no plan is going to take us there. Remember what we talked about on the first 
session. First, we need clarity on what our destination is. The next step is we need to know where we are today, right? So then we can trace a map in the map, a route on how to get from where we are today to what our destination is. So today, what we're talking about is how to define what is that destination. Just like when you go on vacation, right? You think about all the places you want to go and you pick the place that you want to go. And then you start planning your vacation. It's the same thing with your career. You need, we need to decide where is that we want to go so then we can start planning our journey to get there. Okay, so the first thing that I think we need to start with is by discovering what matters to us. You know, it is important that in our careers we find alignment with our values. I think it all starts at the foundation with our values. And you probably have done some kind of exercise around values before. And my experience is that typically we do this for our personal values. There's been many seminars that I went to and exercise that I've done where I think through and identify what are my personal values. But I share this in a previous episode. I was um, on a session with my friend, Scott Miller. And for the first time, I went through this exercise with him on not only identifying my personal values, but also my professional values. And here's why this is important, because a lot of times these are in conflict. Not always they're going to be aligned. If yours are aligned, that is awesome. But a lot of times they are not. And that's something we need to think through and consider when we are designing our career. So let me give you an example. Let's say that in your list of personal values, family ranks as number one. And in your rank of professional values, income ranks as number one. And now at your company, they presented you an offer for a job where you're going to get a really big salary increase, more than you could have imagined, which is very aligned with your professional values of income being your number one value. But there's always a but. You're going to have to be traveling more than 50% of your time which means that you're not going to be able to spend time with your family. You're going to miss your kids' baseball and football games and school events and birthdays. Would you take that job? Here's the thing. I think that a lot of times people would because they're only looking at one side, the income. Or a lot of people wouldn't because they're only looking at the family time and they're neglecting their professional values. I think we always need to look at these two in conjunction when we make decisions about our career. And it is important that we have these values clear because they're going to be the compass that are going to guide you through your journey to getting to what you want. And more so, they're going to help you figure out what is that you want. 
because your values are the things that matter most to you. Now, um, how do you go about identifying your values? I'm guessing that is going to be your next question. Well, there's different ways that you can do it, but I'm going to share with you a tool and I'm going to put the link on the comments of this podcast episode show notes that I found um, and that I think is very helpful and very easy to use um, that helps you identify your values. It's geared toward personal values, but I think there are a lot of values in there that you can apply to your career as well. So it will be a great starting point. And it's a completely free tool that you can use, super easy to use. If you don't know where to start with identifying your values, I would say that would be a great place to start because not only helps you identify your values, but it helps you prioritize your values, which I think is as important as knowing what your values are. Now, after you do this exercise, I want you to ask yourself a few questions, right? Like, let's say that family is your number one value. If I look at your calendar, would I see family time? If you were to journal at the end of the day on what you did that day, would time with your family be there? Would it be a highlight of your day? See, a lot of times we identify values, but we're not living in congruency with those values. And then I would question whether those are your values or are something else. Because it's not about saying something is important. It's feeling it and making it a priority. So values are the foundation to identifying what you want. Um, And then the next question I would ask is not only about your day in general, but now specifically in your career. What are some areas in your career today where you see a strong alignment with your values? What are those areas? How do they manifest in your career? How are you experiencing them? And how often are you experiencing those things in your career that are in alignment with your values? So for example, if your number one value is your family, right? Do you have the flexibility of work to be able to spend that quality time with your family? Just as an example. The other thing um, I think it's important to think about when we think about um, our career and designing our career is getting close to what excites us. Have you ever asked yourself, what are the kinds of things that excite you? Especially at work, right? If we're talking about our career. If you think about the last three months or maybe this year from January until now, it's a great time because we're approaching that midpoint of the year. Think about what are the things that have excited you the most at work? What are the things that you enjoy the most? What are the things that time flies by and you get absorbed by those things? 
What are the things that you're always raising your hand, always volunteering, no matter how much workload you already have? Like you don't want to miss out on those things. You definitely want to be part of those things. What are the things that you have enjoyed the most? What are the challenges that you like to solve? What are the challenges that give you energy in in wanting to solve them? Versus what are the things that drain your energy at work? What are the things that you dread, that you procrastinate? What are the challenges that it upsets you when they come up and that last thing that you want is to deal with them? Like make two lists, right? The things that excite you, that energize you at work, and then the things that drain your energy and frustrate you and and make you feel like you had a terrible day when that's all that you did in your day versus the things that when you go to bed, you go to bed really excited because you have an amazing day. Haven't you had those, right? Some days you go to bed and you're super excited because you have this amazing day at work. It feels so amazing. And I bet you also have days that you go to bed and you're frustrated, you're tired, you are maybe even thinking about quitting your job because it's so bad. But we forget that the day before you were so excited. It can feel sometimes as a roller coaster. And that is because there are days that are filled with these things that excite us and bring us energy. And there are days that are filled with those energy draining type of activities in our work. And here's the thing. And I hope I don't disappoint you when I say this. You're going to have both. I don't think that there is the perfect job or the perfect company or the perfect leader or the perfect anything. You're always going to have a mix of all those things. But as you try to gain clarity of what you want to do in the future, it's important that you identify the things that excite you. So when you're looking to narrow down to what are the things that you want to do in the future, Whatever you see yourself doing yourself is filled with those activities, with those challenges, with those things that bring you excitement. There will be some that will frustrate you and suck your energy. And that's okay. Because as I said, there is no perfect job. There is no perfect company. There is no perfect leader. There is no perfect anything. Okay, so we identify our values. Then we identify the things that excite us, that brings us energy, and the things that drain our energy. The next thing is trying to understand what are your superpowers? What are your strengths? And someone can debate with me that that's exactly what we just did, right? If we would ask Mark Buckingham, which I love his work, like stand out. And now he has this new book that I'm currently reading, Love and Work. Um, He would say that the things that give you energy, that excite you, those are your strengths. And the things that drain your energy, frustrate you are your weaknesses. But I'm going to put my more conventional set of glasses here. And I'm going to talk about what are the things that you think you're really good at and you enjoy doing. So the and is very, very important. 
is not only that you're good at them, but you also enjoy doing those things, which might be a perspective different from the traditional of what you're good at and the more progressive one, like Mark's vision of the things that excite you, whether you're good at them or not. Here, I'm combining the two. So what are the things that you're good at and that you love to do that excite you, that give you energy? And try to identify what those things are. And then I would invite you to even ask other people, what do they see are your strengths? What are the things that they see you do well? What are the things that they see you do well? And when they see you doing those things, they can sense your high energy and your high vibration and your enthusiasm about those things. You can ask your manager at work. You can ask your team or your peers, people around you. Ask them, what do you think are my superpowers? The things that I do really good and that you see me enjoying doing. You might be surprised on what people see versus what you see around your superpowers. And that's why it's important that you gain that self-assessment. This is part of where you are today, but also helping you figure out what is the destination and also looking at where, where do people see you? How many times do you ask for that kind of feedback? A lot of times we do things and we're so busy and we go through quickly through our days that we're not paying attention right? But other people are. Other people are watching and they can give you that feedback as well. So that is um, a few questions that you can ask yourself to identify what are the things that you like and start to get clarity around where to go in the future. Now you can use all this information to think about what would be my perfect day, not even talking about the perfect job, but just thinking about your perfect day. And here's a thing that you can do. You can close your eyes and try to visualize your day. Try to visualize from the moment that you wake up, what time is it? What time are you waking up? What are you doing in the morning? What is your morning routine? At what time do you see yourself going to work? When you go to work, what clothes are you wearing? Where are you working? Are you working at home? Are you driving to an office? If you're driving to an office, who is that? What type of people are there? Is it a big office? Is it a small office? What are you doing throughout the day? Who are you meeting with? How are you showing up through the day? Imagine the things that bring you excitement through the day. See you having the conversations, doing the things. Then it's lunchtime. Where are you having lunch? Are you having lunch with other people? Are you having lunch by yourself? What are you eating? How long is your lunch break? And then your afternoon. Look at how does work look in the afternoon. And then you're ready to go home. What time is it? At what time do you call it a day? What do you do after work? See, visualizing 
what your perfect day will look like can give you a lot of clues as to what is that you want when you grow up. Because it's not only about what you, the job that you want, it's about the lifestyle that you want. Your career is part of your lifestyle. And you can't look at your career as something isolated from the rest of your life. So visualizing what a perfect day would look like can give you a lot of clues, not only about what you want, but what you value most. And maybe you want to go back to that value list and revisit and see if all those values that you identified were in that vision that you had about your perfect day. And then think about a perfect week or a perfect month. What would you be achieving? What would you be doing? Who would you be impacting? What kind of impact will you be making through your work? Those are the important questions to ask. See, it's not about what job do I want, what title do I want, how much money I want to make. And I'm not saying those things are not important. But you can have all those things and feel miserable if you don't fit your career in your lifestyle and you make sure that you're balancing both your personal and your professional goals, not goals, values, and that you live a life that is congruent with the things that you value most. Another thing that you can do to try to imagine what your career can look in the future is to build your future LinkedIn profile. I love this exercise. So imagine that you are looking at your LinkedIn profile five years from now. How would your LinkedIn profile look like? What would it say? What would you be your name? What would be your headline, right? What, what would your headline say in your LinkedIn profile five years from now? What kinds of experiences would you see in your LinkedIn profile? What are some pivotal achievements or engagements that you've had from now until then? What are the skills that other people are endorsing you for? What are the skills that you're most known for? And then go to the endorsement piece, right? Those recommendations. Who is recommending you? Who would you like to recommend? And what would they say about you in those recommendations? I love that piece of LinkedIn. See, sometimes I go back and read of recommendations that people left me years ago. And I, I feel so flattered, right? And they're like, oh my God, that was awesome. But it's also awesome that I've outgrown those things, right? And I build upon those things. And when I think about five years from now, who would I like to leave me a recommendation? And what would I like them to say in that recommendation? And then in LinkedIn, you also have space for training and certifications. What certifications would you have there? What key trainings would you have on your LinkedIn profile five years from now? See, that is a great way to start to design your career. And wouldn't it be amazing to do that and put it like on a time capsule, right? Your current profile and the future profile that you just built, put it on a time capsule. I'm only thinking about this because my daughter 
she's in kindergarten and they're doing a time capsule this week. So um, that inspired me for this idea. But as I'm thinking about it, I might do it myself. So I'm going to print out my LinkedIn profile. I'm going to build a LinkedIn profile five years from now. And I'm going to put them together on an envelope that I'm going to seal. And I'm going to put a message to say open in five years and see how does my profile actually look versus what I visualize in five years. That would be a fun exercise to do. Maybe you do it for a year or three years, whatever time frame you want. But what a fun exercise to start visualizing your future and your career. Okay. And now that you have that future LinkedIn profile, now you can think about, okay, what skills or experiences do you want to gain in the next six to 12 or 18 months? What are the things that you want to focus on building? Because now you know, now you know where you want to be in five years. So now you can reverse engineer that or backtrack that and start to think about, okay, if I want to have that profile in five years, what are some experiences that I need to build in, that I need to put under my belt? What are some skills that I need to develop? And then take some time to, to think about it, right? Think about what, what, what are the things that are going to enable you to get there? And maybe even think about if money was not a topic at all. If money was not a topic at all, what would you want your work to be? I think that is a very important question because a lot of us, we work so we can make money so then we can support our family. And that is never going to go away. But a lot of times that hinders us from dreaming awake from really pursuing what we want because we're seeing work as a means to get money so then we can live our lives. But what if money wasn't an object? What would you like to do? What would you like your life to look like, your work to look like? What kind of impact would you like to make? I think that question, um, it's a really important one because it can help you get deeper into your passions and the things that you really want to do. And then you can find a way on how you can do that while still making the money, right? But a lot of times we stop ourselves from even exploring those opportunities before it's actually an opportunity because we're thinking on the financial side. Does that make sense? Okay. So those are some of my tips on how to gain clarity around what you want to be when you grow up. I hope that this episode was helpful. If it was, do me a favor. Make sure that you share this with a friend or a colleague at work that you think can benefit from this episode. And if I can ask a second favor of you, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review leave a rating and a review that really helps for the podcast to get more visibility and for more people to find the content. With that, I hope you have an amazing day and I will see you here again for another episode of the Leading Yourself podcast.
I'm going to quickly interrupt today's podcast episode to share something with you that I'm very excited about. A few weeks ago, I got my new Walk Guide Task. It's a height adjustable desk for your home treadmill that is perfect for those of us that are working from home. I've been working from home since the pandemic started. That is, That means over two years. And I feel that I get less movement than I used to when I was going to the office. But I also love the flexibility of working from home. But now with my walk eye task, I can have it all. This very affordable attachment, so easy to install to your already existing treadmill can help you get your steps in while you take a meeting or work on that presentation. I've been loving it. If you want to check it out, check the link on the show notes of this podcast episode for more information. 